Yeah, I got a D-Stacks beat. Listen to the beat, y'all. Come on, D-Stacks. Bring it in. This is Latavia here, and before we get into today's episode, I have a few announcements to make. But first, it's it's time time for for I would like to say thank you to Shantae Usman and Eric Green for their donations to Queens on the Road podcast. You guys are awesome in supporting the podcast and supporting me. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for believing in the podcast. I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate your support.
would like to say thank you guys for supporting me because I know I have been on a hiatus and it's been a minute since I put out an episode and that is because your girl has been experiencing so many deaths between her friends and her families and most recently it's actually with a heavy heart that I have to announce that one of my previous guests Ishmael Santos sadly passed away on January 26th of this year. I have known him for 29 years. His daughters and I went to United Sober Palsy and it was there my mom and him became fast friends. He was truly a dear family friend and like a second father to me. My prayers and condolences go out to his family and friends. Rest in peace, Mr. Santos. I love you so, so much and I really, really miss you. So I have been struggling with so many deaths, guys, that it's just been hard to keep up with the podcast and hard to maintain. But I'm hanging in there. I'm doing well. And like I said, I thank you so much for all of your support. I have missed you guys so much. And I'm back now. So thank you so much again for just supporting me in this time off that I needed to take. And we are still on a roll. We're still rolling. So I decided to resume episodes this week because I really needed to get something off my chest. You know how in the workforce they tout diversity, equity, and inclusion? Well, where is it? It is time for another episode of I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. When is change gonna come? All right, let's roll. You got a D-stack speed? so sick and tired of being sick and tired of diversity, equity, and inclusion being something we tout but not live by in the workforce. And what I mean by that is they say they are inclusive, diversified, and all about equity, but there is little to no action to display these concepts in the workforce. In my opinion, and from my personal experience, it is non-existent, especially in the workforce. And I know other people would agree with me in the ably different community, because this is something we all discuss at one point or another. Inclusion in the workplace is a joke. I became an independent contracting speech language pathologist or SLP not because I wanted to but because I needed to because not every school is handicap accessible and if I needed to take off because my chair broke down it would need to be approved. So to avoid all of that I decided I would be my own boss. If inclusion was a real thing every place would truly be accessible and contingencies would be put in place for you to work and actually contingencies are put in place because we have the ADA. It's It's fun fun fact time. 
According to ADA National Network, reasonable accommodations is any change to the application or hiring process, to the job, to the way the job is done, or the work environment that allows a person with a disability who is qualified for the job to perform the essential functions of that job and enjoy equal employment opportunities. Some accommodations are change the job task, provide reserved parking, improve accessibility in a work area, change the presentation of test and training materials, provide or adjust a product equipment or software, allow a flexible work schedule, provide an aid or a service to increase access, reassign to a vacant position. So if jobs are required to provide reasonable accommodations, why do we still have to advocate for things like a table and an assistant? It is not right and it is not fair. And you know what makes me even more frustrated? When you start a new job and have to get acclimated to the new job and the new job responsibilities while advocating for what you need, while our colleagues don't have to worry about that at all. It is super frustrating to me and it needs to change. I don't know how we can change it, but I can tell you this, employers, it starts with you. If you hired someone who was ably different, sit down with them before they start the job and ask them, what are they going to need to perform the job to the best of their ability? And you execute that plan. The plan may include an accessible ramp so that they can get to the work area. The plan may include changing the workspace around so it accommodates them. The plan may include assistive technology. The plan may include an assistant. Whatever it is that that person may need, you execute the plan. You get things in place before they start their job so that when they walk in on the day of their first day of employment, they do not have to worry. Do I have everything that I need to make sure that I perform my job to the best of my ability. That is something that we all worry about and we all stress out about. Am I going to have everything I need to make sure that I am successful at this job? And that is super frustrating to have to have that in the back of your mind while you are getting adjusted to a new job, maybe a new position, who knows? And I know at least for me, I would just like for once to not have my disability thrown in my face or have to be a factor in decisions I make. It is exhausting and frustrating. I just want to be normal. And I know normal is a relative term, but I just want to have normal job worries. Is that too much to ask for? You got a my episodes with a quote of the episode but since it is the last day of black history month happy black history month everyone
I decided to talk about a prominent person in black history. And that person is Paul Revere Williams. According to NPR.org and ArchitecturalDigest.com, Paul Revere Williams was born in Southern California in 1894. He was the first black architect to become a member of the American Institute of Architects in 1923. And in 1957, he was inducted as the AIA's first black fellow. Although his commissions numbered in the thousands, Williams' standouts include homes for icons like Cary Grant, Lucia Ball, Tyrone Powers, and Frank Sinatra, along with everything from an addition to the Beverly Hills Hotel to the Los Angeles County Courthouse and even the Beverly Hills outpost of Saks Fifth Avenue. He also designed notable structures in France and Colombia. He was a graduate of USC. Williams was a prolific design mind who left behind plans for an equally impressive number of unrealized projects when he died in 1980. And some of the things that we use in houses today, such as a patio as an extension of a home and retractable screens, those were some of the designs that he put into his homes that we still use today. So I think that's amazing. And he did all of this despite the fact that he faced significant prejudices simply because he was black. So kudos to you, Paul Revere Williams, for persevering through your challenges and leaving us with a legacy. Thank you so much. today folks thank you so much for listening thank you so much for sharing thank you so much for subscribing please continue to run our numbers up and if you have any questions for me you can reach me at queensontheroad.podcast at gmail.com again my email is queensontheroad.podcast at gmail.com and if you would like to donate to queens on the road i have a patreon account there's four tiers up there for you to choose from I would greatly appreciate your support. All right, guys. See you next week. We are rolling out. Bye.